For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Our sponsor today is Home Instead. We're so grateful for them. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. We are so grateful to be here, and I will just tell you, I am one lucky duck. I got to hear all about Toy Martin's background on a, a podcast we did, and you know I called it wrong when I introduced this one. The name of the other podcast is Oh, the Possibilities Changing for the Better, or I may say something like Best Changes. I'm not sure, but we're going to start with Oh, the Possibilities on that other podcast, and this one is going to be Five Steps Underlying Change. So, Hopefully I got that right. Toy, before I say, uh, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so excited because on this show we're going to talk about all the stuff you've learned and you're going to just share a ton of wisdom for us. I found Toy, my, and we have her bio on that other podcast, but I found Toy because I was I was tr- just magnetized by something she had written and I sought her out, not knowing where she would be from, anywhere in the United States, I was just going to call her and say, would you come be on my show, hoping I could catch her, and I found out she had just recently moved to my neighborhood and now lives about two or three miles from me. Now, if that isn't God in the works, Toy. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. Can you believe He's it? Always, that, that, you know, he he just keeps putting people in front of me that need to be there. And yeah, I think when you're doing the work you're supposed to be doing and you're passionate about it, things just fall into place that you can't really explain sometimes. Well, I want to start by asking you one of my questions because people ask this stuff to me all the time. Here, I'm such an old person. I started the podcast. I started <laughs> blogging, and I'm going to have two books coming out this year. And I'm actually awesome. working on. I know I'm working on the third one. And people ask me, "How did you do it?" Aren't you know? I'm too afraid, and I'm always like, "Gosh, I am the poster child for fear and insecurity and anxiety." So I want to talk a little bit with you because I think you'll have. With all your training and expertise and all that you've done in your life, I think you'll have some great insight on how how do we put aside fear and just embrace what could be possible? Well, so Kathy, one of the, I think one of the most important things to remember is that 
our brains naturally resist change no matter how good or bad it is. So that fear, that's there. That's like our brain's survival mechanism. It wants to keep us safe and secure. So once I think you recognize that it's going to be there and how do you move on in spite of it, that, that's a big hurdle, you know, and that self-confidence and that self-doubt, that sabotages most dreams and goals before they even get off the ground, you know, yeah. that kind. Well, yeah, and what, for sure. what you what you just said explains why I don't even like for them to change anything at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. You know, we, we are creatures of habit. So yeah. what's interesting is that, it, so, so that's how our brain works. I mean, it naturally throws up self-defense, self-doubt, and all that. And, you know, then it's moving beyond that. So that's like the first thing that sabotages any kind of change. You know, so the next step that is a big one that people can't get over is knowing what change they want to make. What do they want to yeah. do? Kind of like when I was sitting there and I knew that that door had closed behind me and I was not going to go back to my previous career, but I had no idea what that door looked like in front of me. And that's that self-work that you do with that self-awareness and that mindfulness mm-hmm. and reflection to kind of to find that out. You know, how do you want to spend your time and your money and your energy? What's important to you? How do you want to spend your time? Because one of, one of the things that I can tell you for sure in 20 years of nursing, actually two things. First thing is all tattoos change over time, no matter where you put it on your body. And the <laughs> second so thing is, is that, you know, we all take a first breath and a last breath. And it's uh-huh. that time in between there, our lives, you know, where it's our job or our responsibility, our privilege to create the life that we want to create. And we get kind of what we get. We're not going to get any more or any less than what we're going to get. And it's, you know, it's our job to how do we want to use the most of that. And so that, um, that is what, you know, and it's hard because we're so busy and we're so distracted and there's so many of us that are just kind of surviving from one paycheck to the next and things like that. And to to take the time to be able to do the self-care and be mindful and reflect and and dream about what you want your future to look like is such a, a first big, big step. Wow. I love that. You know, I just met with a very well-known leader in our uh, nation, really. And after our meeting, I happened to run up to him on the street. And I think he was walking one block from where we met to the restaurant. And I think that his people were bringing the car around. But I, I suspect that that might be what he does to take care of himself. He builds that into his day yeah. where other people bring the cars, but he does the one block walk every time he gets a yeah. chance. Yeah, I mean, that's so smart. Yeah. You know, and it's so important. And every, virtually every aspect of our life is is distractions. Our our brains take in five times the amount of information that they did fifty years ago. So if you think about your poor little brain up there just chugging away, trying to process all of this information, and when we don't stop and let our brain actually process that and we stop and rest and give it a chance to reset, all of that stuff kind of runs around in our head, you know, like a squirrel on a, on a wheel running around. And when we can stop and reflect 
it gives our brains a chance to process that so we can truly see, how do I feel about this? Is, is this important to me? You know, do I really, is this worth a fight? You know, maybe with your husband, do I really want to pick this battle kind of a thing? But um, it's important that, that time to just give our brains a chance to catch up from all of the crazy information we make it process. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so one of my things is when you're introducing a hard conversation to other people, so I really think it's so important to ponder. It's one of my favorite words, (laughs) probably because I am kind of a, I'm in in motion a lot. I'll just say that. But stopping to ponder and pray is so helpful to me personally. So after you've done that and you're ready to begin to introduce some kind of conversation, you know it's not going to be an easy one about change. You, you maybe you have a, a boss you need to talk to, coworkers, friends at church. Maybe like you said, it's a husband or somebody in your your kids, your mom, your dad. So, how do you suggest people go about introducing those hard topics? Oh, it is so hard because literally, like when you say those words to someone, like we need to change, yeah, hearts automatically start palpating and, um, yeah. you know, hearts racing, you know, do you fake poisoning wow. and run out of the room? Um, you know, so the, the main thing with that and what I discovered is that, that that first part of knowing where you need to create change, it's exactly that saying, you know, hey, you know, maybe I don't know exactly what's going on, but, but sometimes, and I think we need to, we need, and that key is we, yeah. so many times what happens in organizations, and it happens everywhere, is the people up above, they decide what already needs to be changed or whoever uh, wants to have the conversation, this needs to change. And so it kind of, it, the, the, that person doesn't have the input, you know, the, the bias yes. to create it. And more moreover is what I noticed that people don't have the skills, you know, like in, in organizations, just a few of the people get taught Lean Six Sigma and the programs they use, and it's in Japanese, which is like the 15th most common language spoken in the U.S. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, so I'm like, it doesn't, and it's been the number one system for 25 years. 100% of Fortune 500 companies use Lean Six Sigma. And what yeah. I did is I first took it out of Japanese, but I made it super, super easy. So if you can think about out, like if you were going to, uh, you were going to go across town and you were going to use your map, the yeah. same five simple steps that you would use to use the map is the steps that I teach people how to think about creating change in their life. Okay. okay. I'm going to I'm, I'm interrupt yeah, you because we have, they're giving me the two minute signal. My <laughs> wonderful uh, tech gurus at TuggyNet are keeping me on track. I want to be sure I, before before we go to the break, I want to mention that we you can find Toy Martin T O I E Martin dot com on her website. There you can find her wonderful book too. Is there? And I think tell me the title of your book again. I, oh, living living your life living with your possibilities. Life with, that's it. Yeah, okay, Living Your Life with Possibilities, that book is a, is on her website. She also, just in case anybody's listening that wants to know this, she is a wonderful speaker, and she does classes and workshops, and you really love doing those, don't you? I do, I do. I, okay. I have the best job in the whole world. I yeah, <laughs> so it's fun to go to one of Toy's class. You have to tell me when your next one's going to happen in our area. Absolutely. We have one, one minute to the break. I 
please remember I will write a b blog with all the hyperlinks that will help you find toy. And my uh, my website is Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, Crafty, K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. We're going to take our break now, but Toy, when we come back, I'm really going to press in with you about uh, caregiving for aging parents and how these visualizing these changes and implementing them is more easy than people think. So I can't wait to, to just get your brain cooking on that. That's going to be fun. And you mentioned change, and I always like the word transition. I think that makes it less scary <laughs> for people. Yeah? Yes, so I, yes, yes. With, with my mother, I really appreciate what she said. So stay with us. We're going to be talking about more. Our side talk radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking with Toy Martin, and you can find her website at toymartin.com. But, Toy, you've been saying some funny stuff. Like, you said all tattoos change. That's hilarious. I hate to – I'm trying not to picture that. As a nurse, the tattoos you must have seen. And then – A lot. And we all, 
A lot, I know. And then we all take a first <laughs> breath and a last breath, which is so poignant knowing that you're, you lost your dad at such an early age, only 19 years old. So you immediately at 19 began to think about what a lifetime could look like. And then, so I loved what you said. We all take a first breath and a last breath. And then you talked about how we all, I just detest change. I mean, my brain must have a real big short circuit on that because I do not like it. So when no. mother moved, when she moved into our house, we, we never used the word change. We kept saying, well, we're in a transition. <laughs> like somehow that made it better. I don't know. But you, oh, yes, you, yes. you said one other thing. When people introduce change, oftentimes they don't consider the feelings of everyone else around them. And I've noticed this a lot. With mother, I would say, we're going to do this. To, we don't know what this looks like, but we're going to do it together. And and you even use that word, I think, commitment. I think that helps. And so I want to talk. Yeah, I want to quote you just real quick because I, I think this really gets the heart of what you're saying. Companies wanted more and more. That's what you saw with all the training you were doing with all these multimillion-dollar companies. Yet employees didn't have more to give. And so the companies were getting more, but they were getting, like, more addiction, more depression, more problems. And I think that's the heart of why I was so attracted to what you were saying, because you really, you just really boil that down for us. So I want to hear a little bit more about your four, your, excuse me, five steps to, uh, that underlie all change. Do you mind sharing a little more about that? No, I do not mind at all. You know, and I think that that takes away some of the scariness of change. Yeah. When oh, you good. realize it's just five steps. I mean, I can do five steps, right? Right. It's scary, but, it, you know, it gives you a map, and, and you can work your way through a map. I mean, Dora the Explorer uses a map, you know. Well, you know, al alcohol sorry, Alcoholics Anonymous does 12 steps, so five is really good. <laughs> Yes. Well, and you know what's interesting is even with the 12 steps of Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous, you can break them down and they all kind of fit into this five step general kind of a thing. So, cool. yes, and, and that's what started tuning me in that so many of these things were the same so that when I learned Lean Six Sigma at work, it was very similar to the recovery with Alcoholics Anonymous. It was similar to um, Simon Sinek, Start With Why, Sean Acors, The Happiness Advantage, and I thought, you know what, this is the blueprint behind yeah. all change. Okay, so those five steps of change. Yeah. And what, once I say them, you're going to go, duh, and because they're so obvious. And they, okay, so the first step is you first have to realize that you need or want to make a change, okay? So you've got to define it. You've got to define the problem and start seeing the possibilities, okay? Okay. And second step, you've got to figure out where you're starting from. All right. Where am okay. I starting from? If you're going to lose weight, you start off on the scale. Like this is my starting point. Um, you you start from where you are. Then you got to figure out where you're going. Okay. That's the third step. Fourth step, you got to figure out how you're going to get there. What is the path that you need to take between where you are and where you want to go? And then that fifth and final step is how do you stay there? So ah. about those. And if you think about those five steps, it, if you were going to pull out a map to go somewhere new, you know, you pull out a map because you want to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then you figure out where you are. You figure out where you're going. 
you figure out how you're going to get there, all of the different routes that you can take. You mm-hmm. evaluate the obstacles and roadblocks and distractions along the way, and then you figure out how you're going to stay there. So oh, that wow. takes knowing that, and you can teach that, start teaching that to a kindergartner. So what's crazy, so you've got these five steps. Well, that first step, those first three steps, defining the problem, figuring out where you are, and figuring out where you want to go, those steps rely heavily on emotional intelligence skills. That is our self-awareness, our self-management, our social awareness, and our relationship management. Those are those skills so that if you can improve your ability to create change, you're improving your emotional intelligence skills. If you're improving your emotional intelligence skills, you're improving your ability to create and adapt to change. Wow. So sense. the fifth one is not emotional intelligence. And I'm just going to confess, I'm interested in that because that seems to be where I'm breaking down on my ability to control my weight. <laughs> yes. That's it my is. big challenge, yeah. you know, how oh, to stay yeah. there. I can get there, but then I can creep it up again. So tell me yes. about step number five. Okay. So step number five. So what I did and the key to this that makes it a little bit different from other programs because why it's so important to have those first steps that get us yeah. motivated and courageous. Yeah. The last, the last two steps, figuring out how to get there and how to stay there, those are very heavily reliant on project management skills. Mm-hmm. For example, like you with your weight and me with my weight. So mm-hmm. I know the skills, I know the information, I know what I need to do, but what do I put in place to monitor that and oh. keep that keep that performance going? Oh. And organizations, particularly Fortune 500 companies, have been managing their performance and productivity for hundreds of years, and they've got wow. that mastered. So what I do to help add to that, so you've got these really robust tools and measures to help measure and monitor your progress to ensure your success. Wow. I love yeah. that. I mean, so basically my emotional intelligence, which I, it's got to be high. I'm so abstract and, and feeling oriented and all these creative things I do. Yep. So I get yep. through those first three real quick. But then number four and five, really, I just bomb out when it comes to my yeah. eating and stuff. So, so oh, you're yeah. saying I need to apply more business skills to that side of my life where I'm struggling to maintain the change. We all have. So when you look at these five steps and the the skill sets that are behind it, and everybody's good good at some of them and not good at some of them. And when you can identify the ones that you need to work on, then you can work on those and you know that you haven't failed like your whole weight loss effort did not fail the way you're sustaining it failed. You know, you, yeah, you did the first part sure. right. And you can break the project down and say, okay, well, and, and <laughs> once you understand the five steps, you know, there's so many, I get such a kick out of some of the self-help um, things and all that, you know, and you're writing a letter to your uterus and you're, you're doing this <laughs> other thing. Uh-huh. Ultimately, underneath it, you're practicing self-awareness and you're focusing on what's going on and how you do that if it's writing a letter to your uterus or putting up sticky <laughs> notes or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. It's those things. But when you understand why you're doing it, you can understand how to do it. 
I love this. This is really, I knew it would be a helpful conversation. I couldn't wait to talk to you. This actually helps me a lot. And and I want to ask you a question. If this hasn't been coined, I want us to coin a new phrase. You know, you mentioned emotional intelligence being sort of the backbone of those first two, three or four, or especially the first three uh, steps. Uh But I I want to ask you, has anybody coined this phrase, business intelligence? You know what? We need to do that. Let's do it right here, right now. And here's why. You you mentioned this about your parents' background on that first show we did together, which I did call. I have it right here. Oh, the possibilities changing for the better. You mentioned having entrepreneurial parents and what that meant to you. And I'm finding people want to be small business owners, but they don't get what it takes. Unless you've done it, it's really hard to explain it. And so maybe we do need to call something business intelligence and systematize it so people can learn it. Absolutely. So you know what's crazy? If you really break down, like, the definition of a project it yeah. closely matches the definition of life. You know, it has a, a starting and an end. Yeah. It's con- confined by resources, financial time, energy, and all of these things. And if you look at a business, it actually is a lot like a project, too. You know, yeah. right? you start you start it for a purpose. So in my book, anybody who is thinking about opening a business and thinking about improving, they all fall along the same lines because it's a project, life, opening up a business, they're all projects in a sense. I get it. You know, the, the trick is. Yes, tons. It makes so much sense to me. The, the the breakdown, especially when it comes to business intelligence, is oftentimes people don't know the simplest things like your taxes are due in the in the quarter, and if you don't pay them, they yes. will fine you. So you will be a lot more poor after you get those fines than you were before you got them. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's just so hard, you know, cause yeah. when, you're, when you're struggling and you're going, you know, from one paycheck to the next and you're just hanging on try yeah. to take care of your responsibilities. It's hard to do something above and beyond or different than what you're already yes. doing because you're just surviving. You're just trying to put food on the table and keep your kids from burning the house down and, you know, those kinds of things. Oh, my so gosh. It's so true. Okay, so yeah. we have about a minute left, and I want you to have it. Don't forget you can find more from Toy Martin at T-O-I-E-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. Or you can look for the blog about her on kathycraffy.com. And there I will put all the hyperlinks and take you to her book and all her good stuff. If you wanted to have her come do a workshop at your church or business, you can find her very easily through the blog we do together. Toy, you've got the last 30 seconds. How do you want to summarize all the thoughts today? Oh, I just want to say thank you, Kathy. This was such a great experience to talk. And I know you have such a good audience. And just let people know that, you know, I know change seems like a four-letter word sometimes. Yeah. But every possibility starts with a thought and involves a little bit of change. And if you can just get past that being scared of it and know there's only five steps, you can create what comes next. So anybody who um, wants me to come and speak to their group or lead a class or do a workshop, um, just call me. I, I would be happy to come and just share my knowledge and help people, you know, create what comes next. I think it, it's such a time where we need more kindness yes. 
and more ability to create and adapt to change and, and filter out the distractions so that we can really focus on, you know, not doing more, but doing the things that are important to us. I know? love it. That is Do- a great, that's a great ending. Thank you so much for being with me. And don't forget, you can find more at kathycrafty.com where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.